Modern Pleasure Podcast is sponsored by Adam and Eve. Lean in to your sexual curiosities. Are you ready? Because it's about to get real. Modern Pleasure answers the questions about sex that you've always wanted to ask, but didn't. Don't think because you heard that I'm trans that the first thing you're thinking is, oh, well, is she, does she still got a dick? Because despite if I have a dick or not, it's going to get pleasure regardless of how I'm giving it to you or not. If I want to share that with you, that's what I'm going to share. But don't let that be the, the reason that you have these questions or what not have you. Just meet me where I'm at and this is who I am. Well, hello there, Dr. Jenny. Hi, Kim. Good to be back with you. This is our ninth episode, if you can believe it. I feel like I I know we've only got what three more to go. I'm going to be sad when this is over, but, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be over. We'll see how it goes. Um, Thank you uh, again for listening to the Modern Pleasure podcast. I'm Kim Kay with my resident expert, Dr. Jenny Schuyler. And um, our, our super sponsor, Adam and Eve, they've been amazing. And uh, we just can't thank them enough for their support. And for our listeners, if you're a Modern Pleasure listener, you can get 50% off any almost any one item at adamandeve.com just for being a Modern Pleasure listener. And uh, you could just use that code word modern and put it in when you... Upon checkout, when you check out all that fun stuff. And here's the deal. You get more than just that 50% off of that one item. You also get 10 free gifts and free shipping. And they've got so much stuff. We, I have to say, we have not tried out our little thing yet. Um, And I'll get into that in a minute. Our little gift that my husband bought the last time um, he purchased something. And, but I'll have to tell you that uh, they came with all these really cool things. And so those 10 free gifts are fun. And I'm not quite sure that everybody's going to get the same thing. It'd be fun to go and order something again and see if the 10 free gifts are different than the ones that I got. Because there was quite a few little things in there. But Adam and Eve, they're a great resource for all kinds of great stuff, um, including really cute lingerie, by the way. Did definitely see something in there that I thought would be really fun. Um, And for the past 50 years, they have helped over 20 million customers worldwide. So check them out, adamandeve.com. Use that code MODERN, get 50% off almost any one item, and uh, get all that fun free stuff at the same time. So I kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, we were super excited about this fun little gift that my husband got from Adam and Eve, and we just haven't had the opportunity to use it, almost feel like we've gone backwards a little bit. And I wanted to ask you about this. And, you know, because we were on such a great connected role, not necessarily on a sexual level, but just on a on a level that was connecting on a more intimate, you know, part of our relationship. But I don't know if it was just there was so much going on. I felt like we were just going, going, going. And then I was getting super irritable. And I it was really on me, just super crabby, not into it, you know. And I could tell he was really trying. And I just was like, I just don't want any part of this at any point. And I had to sort of do a, a reset, you know. It's like, okay, what's, what's your problem? <laughs> You know, why are you being this way? What happened to the playfulness that you were bringing into this? And what I discovered was I think that I was so overwhelmed in so many other aspects of my life, including work. And I felt like there's been a lot of other, you know, things that have been going on in our lives in terms of, you know, my parents and some other stuff, right, that you don't have a lot of control over. But it does create a lot of stress. And that stress creates a lot of exhaustion and you just, I just don't have the energy for it, right? So when it got to the point where he's like, okay, come on, honey, you know, 
I can't. I, I don't. I, I. You know. At some point, this we've got to. You know. I need to have sex, basically, right? And I remembered what you said about. I think this was in the obligatory sex episode that we did about how if I look at it differently, like it's not an obligation but a gift, right? Yes. And so I turned that. I, I kind of went in that direction, and. And, you know, and it was late at night. I was so tired. I'm like, I really got to go to bed. I got to get up. And and he's really trying really hard. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to gift him this sex tonight. That was in my head. And so and so after we had sex, it was very quick, you know, but it was satisfying for him. He, he kind of looked at me and he was almost feeling like, okay, sorry about, you know, guilt kind of a thing. And I said, no, it's my gift to you. I was gifting you that sex. I didn't feel obligated to have it in one in, at all. And he went, gifting, huh? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I, I, I don't, I go, haven't you been listening? <laughs> did you, did that part just kind of go over your head or did you forget? And what happened was he didn't feel guilty about pushing me for sex. So it worked both ways. And that was the first time we had experienced that. So it works. You know, that mindset works. It totally works. You know, <clears throat> I mean, there's a few things to respond to, Kim. Um, <laughs> so let's break it down. Go ahead. <laughs> One is, you know, when you say he's pushing you for sex, I just want to check in that is he is he requesting? Is he demanding? Is he pushing? No, um, he's, I know he's, he's being very asking. subtle. He's just kind of giving me all the signs, and I'm just completely ignoring it, basically. But I'm curious what if you guys have a repertoire of different kinds of sex, and I know we're going to get into this in another episode in terms of what I call my cheesecake of pleasure. Um, oh, but like if that. you guys have a repertoire of different activities, especially low stress sex activities, which could be he self pleasures, he's touching his own penis while the other arm is holding you and, and you don't have to do much. You're laying there yeah. with him with connection, or maybe your hand is helping his hand, but when you really have no bandwidth, could you can you resort to those lower stress activities? Well, and I totally hear what you're saying. And yes, we have, you know, we have done that too. I think it's the, you know, penetration that he's looking for. But, you know, uh, and then again, maybe not. I don't know. Um, so, you know, I, I just. What is that? What does he need? What does the penetration symbolize for him? What does he need? Does he need the sensation of his penis being enveloped by your vagina. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Or does he need to feel full body contact with you? Does he need skin to skin contact? Does he need the connection? Sometimes just feeling that closeness is what he's going for. It's confirmation that he's desirable, confirmation that he's connected to you. Right. And so if we can give that in other ways, I totally desire you. We're totally connected. And I don't have a lot of bandwidth for penetration. Does it minimize the need? No, and, the, and I, yes. And I recognize that as well because, you know, when we were first kind of diving into this, I definitely felt that, you know. And, but my my issue was is that I kind of lost track of it. I, I needed to remind myself again, you know, because it's easy to get caught up in all the other crap, right? Yeah. But I think that for him, it, it it is the desire part, and and what was not happening that was not happening on my end, because I was just like, almost like a mom who just needs a day off, you know, from everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to sit on my couch, catch up on my Real Housewives, and not talk to you. <laughs> Or see you well, or hear you. You know, Kim, that speaks to your other point. What happened to our all our play from playfulness? What happened to all our progress? And what I see in the office a lot, and this is really normal, is couples will make forward progress and then they'll step back a few steps. Mm -hmm. And then forward progress and step back a few steps. And that's actually because 
the bandwidth and capacity for change that a human being has, we don't exponentially grow in our the direction we want to grow in. We grow in that direction, but it comes with some road bumps and and our and our system goes, wait, 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 that's not the devil I know. And then it pulls back a little bit. And yeah. then you have to recalibrate. Okay, my growth. Wait, that's not the devil I know. We pull back. So we end up as human beings, no matter our growth trajectory, whatever we're trying to grow in, in this case for you, you know, playfulness and sex with George, it makes sense that you're playful and then your system's like, whoa, past my threshold, pull back a little bit. Yeah. So I full faith that you'll play again, but just to be patient with that natural ebb and flow of two steps forward, one step back two more steps forward, one step back. And that's really normal. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Well, and again, I think there, you know, I I have to recognize my, you know, lack of response to his, you know, to his efforts, you know, and he has he definitely has been he's been doing he's been checking all those boxes in terms of I'm going to be subtle. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to push and this and that. And, you know, and I have to I have to just hang on. It's a mental thing for me. It's a total mental yeah. thing. I, I totally get that part of it. Um, so diving into our conversation today, you know, when we talk about couples or even, you know, on on a level of being single and and sex sexual relationships i think there is a lot of common thread to that whole you know two steps forward one step back because everybody's got to navigate their own their own way right Mm -hmm. um today's episode dives in a little bit more into the lgbtq community and i obviously i don't have a lot of information in terms of sexual relationships, I have a lot of friends in, that are um, gay, bi, queer, you know, uh, a lot of friends, but I don't necessarily talk sex with them. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know a lot of the issues that they might have or, um, you know, how they how they navigate through that. Uh, what's your experience? And I know that you've had experience, but I'm curious to know what your experience is because a lot of times when we talk about our episodes you know we do say we're gonna get into this on this level (laughs) well here we are (laughs) yeah 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 I mean we're all human and so whatever our sexual identity is um or in you know with trans then it's a gender identity um and that's different. Our sexual orientation is different than our gender identity, right? Who we're attracted to versus who we th- who we are as a human in the world. Um, and so, so one is sexual orientation, the other is gender. And and, so, and a lot of people don't get that; they get that mixed up. Um, so, really understanding the completeness of our humanity. Um, but I think, you know, the couples I have in my office who are queer and or trans have the same struggles as straight couples, right? We're all still trying to navigate relationship. We're all trying to navigate our sex drive and when we want sex and then we don't, trying to navigate intimacy. Um, You know, there's other components, you know, gay and queer couples, gay, lesbian, queer couples, um, the sex doesn't look like straight sex all the time. Right. Straight sex is that sort of social narrative that we were trying to debunk in our first episode mm-hmm. of like penis and vagina intercourse. And that is one way to have sex. But there's lots of ways. Right. There's oral sex and there's anal sex and there's, you know, sex on various parts of your body. And, you know, there's sex with toys or wearing a toy, um, you know, with trans sex, you know, depending on <clears throat> where somebody is in the process, some people do a lot of body modifications and some people do none. And so, um, though navigating trans sex is um, when there's body modifications, we're really navigating a new sensory map. Mm. So, of sensate focus because especially if um, breasts are removed or breasts are added, um, you know, especially if 
breasts are added, some people don't have any sensation now in their breasts or nipples because mm -hmm. the addition of breasts, which um, happens sometimes, not to everybody, but sometimes with breast modification. Certainly when there's genital modifications, you know, our sensations and our, sen our nerve endings can change. And all it means is that we need to be a student of our partner's sexuality, right? And of our own sexuality, right? I will be your student. Tell me how your body works, what is off, off limits, if there's anything off limits, and what you love, and what's yellow, and we'll go slow. Right. Um, sometimes um, the person is, you know, the, the, the person who had body modifications is, or genital modifications, for instance, is learning at the same time, mm. right? Um, so if you're single, for instance, let's say you're trans and single and you're getting out there, you might not know um, about, you know, you might know all the parts of your own body you like to self-pleasure. And then suddenly you have a person in front of you who touches you in a new way and you're like, oh, mm. I didn't know that I liked that. <laughs> um, so kind of, kind of going through puberty again <laughs> with, with experimentation of your own body as as somebody who, you know. Yeah, gotcha. We're talking surgery and, and hormones, right? You know, in terms of the trans experience. Um, and the trans experience, you know, so, sometimes I don't like to lump in LGB with T because we're talking different things sometimes. Yeah. Um, but certainly, you know, one thing that gets um, confused as well is um, a couple that is a man and woman, for instance, like I had this before, a man and woman, and then the man comes out and reveals his trans identity and makes the switch to woman. He suddenly went from straight to lesbian because he still loves his female partner. That didn't change, right? His gender identity changed. Yeah. He still, he may still be married. Um, I actually had a couple who was married for 30 years and he made the change and they continued on for until they died. Um, but they continued on, I think, another few decades. And, um, wow went from being a straight couple to a, a queer couple. And um, so just, that's just something also to consider and, th and keep in mind as you're conceptualizing sexuality. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And that makes sense too. I mean, it, it, it and I'm going to be honest, it's, it's hard to, you know, be in that perspective if you're not living it. Right. So I, I, I the one thing that I think I'm learning about a lot of this, the conversations that we have is that, pleasure is pleasure. And so that is the one thing that I go back to, you know, pleasure is pleasure and it doesn't matter. You, you know, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. We all have a body. We all have eroticism. It can, you know, be really fluid and diverse and, and, and wide. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Some people are very narrow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Right around to it. Well, um, we're happy to bring back uh, Shelly Stenson, who was on our program last time. She's the director of Project Empowerment um, at UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital in Oak Oakland. And also, uh, this program is pretty amazing. It's an HIV prevention program, which we talked about in our last show, uh, for black cisgender and transgender women. Um, so we're going to bring her in. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning, Divas. How mm -hmm. are you today? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm great. Good. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I know that you work with a lot of uh, women in the HIV prevention program, and yes. um, and some of them are are straight. Some of them aren't. We'd love to get your take on your experiences in terms of sexual relations. And, and so when I'm thinking about the transgender community and yes. I, I um, and I'm just curious to know what that process is in terms of sex, you know, having sex or pleasure. And I, I'm unfamiliar with this, so I'm just trying to ask the questions that maybe somebody else might be asking as well. Well, sex is subjective first. And so if there's no blanket approach to 
talking about sex for trans women. It's an, like I said, an individual matter. So, but we do agree across the board that sexual relations and contacts and intimacy, the goal is to achieve pleasure, whatever that looks like for each person. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about sex, it's more of an individual matter. So I, I cannot answer the question and saying that all trans women have sex in this particular way, because that's an unfair statement for me to make. Where we intersect as women, we love sex more than men realize, but we love good and great sex because no one wants to waste their time. Like I said, walk. Nobody wants to waste <laughs> no pussy on some, you know, yeah. some trashy sex. So it's a very important thing for us um, as women going forward. So, um, and definitely communication about what we want and how we want it is a responsibility that we hold because closed mouth does, don't get fit, as we say, right, Dr. Jenny? So um, I would ask that question to, to trans women. Can I jump in for a moment? Just yeah. To, one of the things I, I imagine you're struggling with um, and I imagine a lot of people struggle with this, you know, is leading with curiosity, right? As a therapist, we're trained to lead with curiosity about the human experience, no matter the woman who's sitting in front of me. But I think humans struggle to um, access their curiosity in a calm centered way sometimes when somebody is so different than us, right? And that your experience is different than my experience or your shallow experience is different than my experience or Highlands experience be different than, you know what I mean? We all have different experiences and, and for someone who is different than us, I think humans sometimes struggle to access curiosity when I think curiosity is the envelope to love. And, and then, then we get, then we get to know each other. And so, um, yeah, what I heard Shelly saying is bring on the curiosity, like just mm-hmm. ask, right? Is that, <laughs> am I, is just, that I, yes. Just yeah. ask because nine times out of ten my rainbow family are very open to answering questions and there are a lot of terms out there there's no difference (laughs) sex is sex it's it's uh it's what it is yeah so pleasure derived from sex is diverse and for what I find is a lot of, you say, heterosexual, straight communities want to make it different for our rainbow family. Mm. The folks when it's like, we're all pretty much doing the same, some of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there, there's no difference. I don't like the term gay sex. There's What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I've done some things that would have been you considered her fall into that bucket, honey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we heard about you last time. <laughs> right. And it's like, hey, no, I'm I'm achieving pleasure. Yeah. My body responds to certain stimulus stimulus. And that's just, just what it is, is a very simple equation. So all this extra stuff that, that that's put upon it is definitely related to social constructs. I think that's why we're having this conversation. You know, I mean, like I mentioned before, you know, pleasure is pleasure. And and Uh I think this is why these conversations are so important, because I want not only do I want to understand and learn and and, you know, satisfy my curiosity. But I really think it's important that these conversations um, take place so that other people can learn as well, you know. And I think it's important, uh, to be honest, really important. Um, You know, we talk about the stigma surrounding sex. Well, there's stigma surrounding a lot of the way we think about, you know, uh, other genders. I mean, I have a hard time with people who just don't understand this whole gender identity thing. And it's like, well, I don't know that it's really yours to understand. But at the same time, maybe it is. Um, really important. So I'm glad that we're having these conversations. And Shelly, um, I think maybe it, it is time to ask those questions 
um, to our guests that are coming in. And I would like to bring them in and, and I'd like to hear what, what you know they have to say. I want to hear about their story. Yes. I'm going to bring in Kayla Moore and Kylin Fowler. Welcome, ladies. Welcome, queens. Hi. Queens. Good morning. Divas. It's so good to see everybody. And I think this is the first time we've ever had, like, this group session. You know, usually it's just me and Dr. Jenny and then maybe one other person. So I think this is going to be... not only interesting, but I think it's it's going to be fun to to have these conversations. So um, let's start with Kayla. Kayla, tell me a little bit about you, and um, I know you can hear what we're talking about. So you know, be easy on me, but <laughs> I really want to hear what you think about our conversation so far. Okay, well, um, my name is Kayla Moore. I am the program manager here at the Oakland LGBTQ Community Center in Oakland, California. And um, I have been doing this work for about 10 years. Um, But working at this location, um, I just celebrated my two-year anniversary here. So I'm super excited about that. Congrats. Yay! I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. It's been so rewarding just to see, um, you know, that I'm still here in the community. I'm still making moves in the community. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And just to talk a little bit about um, what you were saying, I did hear a lot about it. And I think um, from my point of, you know, sexuality amongst trans folks, I think that just given my own experience is that I'm really kind of traditional old school if that makes sense um i'm more of you know just you have your partner you have your partner we kind of do it just you know simple route not too open at the time about how sex is to be explored um but as i got older i start learning new things about myself i started learning that certain touches certain ways that i do things certain in certain encounters were different than how the norm was um again um i think a lot of times for me i could just speak for myself is that i know that a lot of people have issues when it comes to transgender women and particularly having encounters with and I could just say for my experience, um, me being a black trans woman and in uh, in this society where we coming from a, coming from a place where you know it's truly religious and having sex with men and it's abomination and very church going and um, that whole stigma behind it. Um, you know, changing your identity, going against the act of God and all this other thing. Mm. There was a lot of challenges that came to, you know, how I even conducted or what I thought sex was. And if I didn't go accordingly to how this was, my life and my soul and my being would be altered and be damned because I'm going this direction. But um, as I got older, I start understanding that, you know, my connection and my truth to how I, you know, express myself and my beliefs will guide me in the direction I need to. And it guided me to being who I am, opening up and being my true authentic self, um, which also has allowed me to also being able to engage in this type of sex that I want. Um, I know a lot of times there's stigma that goes behind a lot of trans folks that are living this lifestyle and you may hear going to a lot of therapy like oh well your child is gay and they have must have been touched or molested and this is the reason why this person is like your child is like this now and we need to pray the gay out of them or you know they're going to be down for you know having you know this same sex you know situation going on and it's just so many avenues that that can transpire and needless to say however that is for them um the journey is still that i know where i am and where i was at from the beginning there was nothing that somebody 
has done to me or put my or brainwashed me into feeling how I felt. Um, as a young child, I always felt how I look. I always presented and felt how I look, even though you know my identity would didn't match up to who I am now. I definitely always had in you know a spunk and a snap behind everything that I did, <laughs> you know, and the hair floss, you know, because that's just how I organically just was. I was raised around strong, strong women that that didn't have a problem pulling up their pants and folding up their sleeves and doing the hard work. So I didn't look at, oh, a man has to be a man to be in that situation. And a woman has to be a woman to be in this situation. I looked at a woman being, oh, she can wear the dress and put on the pants and do everything at once because I was raised in a, in a one, like a one parent household, mm. if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. what I saw, was strength that a woman exuded through in and throughout, you know, so, um, and having to wear so many hats. So Piggy, going back to the sex part, um, I think that it opened my eyes to looking at me to going down this journey that I was going down and also knowing that I did find men attractive. I knew that there were things that I liked about boys at a young age and, that was something that I knew that I was going to explore in my life and moving forward in my lifetime. And as the years progressed, um, I think that it sex became, like I said, it was one one stone at first. It was kind of like you're the I'm the woman, you're the man, and you do this and we're not happy. But as I got older, I started exploring a lot more. And I think to answer a question that you had about um how trans individuals are, how that encounter is, I think a lot of times it be based off of just kind of how like that operates, you know, when you're a trans woman, are you the receiver or are you the giver? A lot of times, a lot of these questions come on based on the genitalia thing. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not, it's not being disrespectful. It's just that the fact that that's where a lot of it is based off of is Oh well, if you're trans, then you um, then you know, are you are you topping them? Are you penetrating them? Are you using your penis? Especially if you're if you're a pre-op, if you're a pre-op, if you know pre-surgery transgender um transgender individual that um and you are still functional and using your you know your penis, I think a lot of times when people have questions about that is are you know are you having you know. Are you having receptive sex? Or are you having, you know, penetrative sex? And so that's where a lot of the curiosity comes when individuals ask questions, especially in particularly cis women that mm-hmm. has that that has that question about, oh yeah, like so I seen him, he was down the street, and I know he is tough and he's all masculine and almighty and all but and to hear that like to be penetrated is mind blowing to me. And the fact that, you know, you're the one that's penetrating him. It's like, how is that even possible when he is so mean and so aggressive and so alpha in front, you know? So that's just my, per- you know, my perspective on, you know, to answer the question I think that you were asking yeah. is that I think, you know, when they think about trans individuals, they think genitalia first before anything. So it's kind of like, well, if, I was a trans man. Are you still having sex with your vagina? Are you still having penetrated sex? You know, like, how does that look? How does that feel? Are you know, it's just the whole mind thing that goes with that. So I hope that answered your question. I don't want yeah. to talk too much, but no, no, you know, no, just... it, it totally does. And, and I'm, I find it really fascinating. So, um, and if you don't mind me asking some personal questions. Um, so how long ago did you transition? Um, I actually transitioned when I was 16. I started, uh, I went to the provider and I started talking about um, hormone HRT, hormone therapy. Um, And um, I just knew at a young age that I was, I felt incomplete. Um, I felt that my mind was taking me in places that I knew that my body was need to have to catch up with. And um, even though, 
presentedly, I always looked very feminist. Feminine, if that's presenting, if that makes makes sense. But Mm -hmm. um, I just knew that there was more that needed to be done um, as far as like um, transitioning. So uh, I started speaking to my um, my foster. I was in foster care. Um, I started speaking to my foster mom and dad, and we just sat down and had a discussion. And the crazy thing about it is that they actually took me to a provider that thought that I was going crazy. So they took me to another provider and got a second opinion on me. And it was a lot. <laughs> it was wow. a lot. But, yeah, it was a lot. But um, eventually, um, I I did transition at 16, but not in the way that it should have been done. Like I had to go and I met some friends that knew a friend that was giving out hormones in order for me to take that journey into starting my hormone therapy. Because again, we had, I had to go to so many providers and so many providers were telling me that it was more of a psychological thing that they wanted to prescribe me medication because they thought that I, they didn't have no answers to what I was going through back then. Even more so, um, I, like I said, I was already producing um, estrogen in a way that it was uncommon for young boys to do at the time. And so a lot of doctors didn't have a lot of understanding on how this process was working. And I know that a lot of us have read up on, you know, um, boys getting um, breasts and having more estrogen level than testosterone level. But at that time, it was something that just wasn't, you know, like heard of or talked about. Now we have more education and stuff about it, but I was one of many of those um, those children that suffer from that and had to go get two, three doctors and, mem- right. you know, and brain exams just to figure out that, it was just me trans, trying to transition live my authentic truth. So question at 16. Kayla, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking how old you are now, how many years ago? Oh. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, um, I just made 37. So I just made wow. 37. And, um, and amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So this is almost 20 years ago you're speaking to, which is, I mean, society and med- medical system was not set up for the trans experience. No, it, it really wasn't. Um, I would they they I had to take Prozac. Um, um, they wanted to put me on Ritalin. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a lot just because just so much was happening. I know that it was a lot of me transitioning to my brain. I knew that I was growing up. I knew things were changing and stuff, but um, I just didn't have an out. I didn't have an outlet to be able to go and to be able to express this to anybody. Um, let them know I'm 13. I'm just, I'm catching up. Like I said, I'm just trying to catch up, trying to get there. So by the time I turned 16, it was like, yeah, like I noticed things are different now. And I know that this, I, we have to find something, you know, something to figure out where, where am I going? Because it's, this is not, you know, it's not working. We're, you know, I know that I'm see, I'm doing things that are out of the norm now. And yeah, like I'm having sex, you know, like I started off just, you know, kissing, kissing led to oral sex, oral sex to, you know, now we're, you know, we're doing, you know, the do. And now we're figuring out who's going to be the penetrator, who's going to be the receptive, you know, it was, you know, a lot to, try to bottle in at one time so yeah it was yeah that's a lot, a lot to juggle <laughs> a lot well i want to no go ahead go, no you go ahead go ahead is your role in your job to help people have that transition be just more smooth and graceful and supportive and compassionate Yes. So my role now is just, yes, is offering um, just services in a whole holistic way. Um, What what we found is that there's just not one way to get um, to get holistic care. Um, And that looks that comes from spiritual, economic, you know, um, physical, emotional, environmental, these things that that is so often are not 
able to be accessed. We always have an issue going back. If there's one thing that we're getting good, like we can find a better paying job, but now our living situation is, is, is an issue. And then we could probably find our living issue, our living situation being great, but now we're emotionally drained because the, you know, our jobs just suck everything out of us. Our, our, you know, our personal life just suck everything out of us. And so what we try to do is offer a balance and just offering some type of support. We know that you can't do everything on your own. So let us be some type of ally or advocate for you to offer these services that we have here available. And that may just be coming from a little thing. Like I said, some people may not have food to eat for the night. So we have a pantry here available. Mm -hmm. Some people just may need somebody to talk to. So we offer direct one-on-one services and case managers to our to our clients. We also we also have support groups. I am a co-founder. I'm, I co-found and created, no, I created and am founder of Hey Queens um, is a support group that's here that offers support, a support circle and safe haven for black trans women that is often not available. Um, there's only one other place that I can think of in, in Alameda as of right now that offers a safe place for trans black trans women to come to on a day to day when nine times out of 10, there's nowhere for us to go. So 90% of us are going to go where we know is normal. And that's either to the track or to a hotel room and, you know, somewhere where we feel that our community is being seen and heard of. So why let's take them out of that norm element element that they're normally being and let's offer a state space. And that's what we provide here at the at the center. That's amazing. I love that. I, I do want to uh, interrupt this great conversation by thanking our sponsor. Um, hey, ladies, what, what are your favorite toys? Have you have you gone to adamandeve.com yet and gotten your 50% off by using the code word modern? They're my favorite toys, anything that vibrates, honey. Oh, yes, of course. I'm going to try the rose. I'm going to see what the rose give. I see that. Oh, it yeah. You'll love it. I need to oh. see it. <laughs> you'll love it. Well, you can find uh, lots of really great things at adamandeve.com and get 50% off almost any one item by using code word MODERN plus 10 free fun gifts and free shipping in that really indiscreet package nobody's going to know unless you want them to. Um, Go to adamandeve.com, use code word MODERN. And uh, I like the rose, too. I, I haven't ordered it yet, but I did see it um, on their website. And I'm like, huh, this looks interesting. <laughs> I am ready for it. Kylan, get- what's your experience with the rose? Because sounds like you've used it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to let that story stay in reserve. <laughs> <laughs> but good morning. Everybody. I love it. Um, it is such a pleasure to be sitting on a panel and having a very important, somewhat uncomfortable conversation. Uh, anytime it's to bring knowledge to people, uh, to get us off the uh, avenue of ignorance, mm-hmm. uh, it is always a pleasure to me to bring advice uh, and knowledge and resource to people. And I'm so glad that you're here. I really am. And and. You know, I'm raising my hand. I can I can be that that person that could be a little bit ignorant when it comes to this subject, but I'm okay with that because I want to know. No, no, it's not always. It's not ignorant. A lot of people think that that ignorant is just like a bad term. It's just the context you're using, and it's just a lack of knowledge. And I right. did want to give you a gem uh, when it comes to anything dealing uh, with the LGBTQ plus community because I, I think. Uh, we get stigmatized as we're not friendly people or we're not people that want to offer information because we are really our our culture and when i say our culture i'm i'm speaking on behalf of the lgbtq plus our culture is very nurturing uh and we want to be accepted we want to be included um and so we're not that type of people to where you have to be timid to access questions about certain things. Actually, we get excited. Uh, but one thing that d- going through uh, my college years, I was very timid, uh, you know, with even exploring myself and, and coming to myself. And my grandmother always told me, if you're bold enough to know the answer, be bold enough to ask the question. Mm, I like that. So getting 
getting to uh, our topic at hand, I think a lot of our problem is when we go into compartmentalizing sex. Uh, and really, sex really didn't have a, a department, a compartment, or a section on this place that we call Earth. Sex is just sex. And especially when it comes down to trans women, uh, our sex is no different than a cis sex. And I think that's what people br that's what people have the issue with because now we have trans women that are totally transformed. And so we have some of the same body parts as you. So sex at this point, sex is really no different. I have the same outlets as you have, including my two ears, mouth and hands and feet, if we want to use that. <laughs> but sex is just sex. And just like Shelly said, it's for pleasurable and enjoyment. A lot of times I think people get um, the misconception with sex when we just, when it comes down to transgender sex or gay sex out as, as the world would call it. Um, that, that, that's an issue seriously because a lot of times uh, we have intimate partners and a lot of times sexual intercourse is not even involved. I'm that type of girl, well, I have to be totally attracted to you to have sex. If I'm not attracted to you, it's just like the feeling is not going to come. I'm not going to be like nothing about you excites me to take you to my bedroom, to bring you into my personal space. And so that's why I enjoy intimacy first. And when I look at intimacy, it's no different than a date, a conversation, uh, stimulate my mind. Um, what I like about most is when a guy can have a conversation with me and talk about, you know, uh, his dreams, what he wants to uh, accomplish, his goals. Uh, how do you see yourself as a family man? Are you family oriented? Uh, how do you view sex? How do you view me? Uh, because a lot of times trans women get fetishized on. Like it's a, some women think that we're fetish, fetish, and uh, they just use it for their own, uh, for their own personal mm. gain. So you have to. Uh, it's so it's so much to unpack, but not enough in the suitcase to re really making a big deal out <laughs> of it. Because at the end of the day, sex is just sex. Uh, and if you're getting pleased, then you have accomplished your goal. If you're not getting pleased, then you have to collect 10 and go past jail and start over again. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it's not really a difference. I think what makes it a what makes it a real big issue is when people look at women like myself and Kayla and say, oh, y'all, what kind of it's not really even about the sex part all the time. Sometimes I just like my partner to come in my house to a clean house and we sit and have wine and talk about our accomplishments. So I think our problem is we look at we look at the type of sex we're having. And a lot of times I think cis women forget that trans women of trans experience, because that's my thing. Um, women of trans experience, we're actually having the same sex. And I think that society have really taken us backwards because that's the campaign I'm running. You know, I run on and that's what I stand 10 toes down on. I want to take us from diversity to inclusion, to diversity and acceptance. I feel like if we would have went the opposite way, then people would have a different view at just the LGBTQ uh, plus community, you know, at all. Because when you say diversity and inclusion, eh, I'm just including you. You mm -hmm. know, I don't want a lawsuit. That's what diversity and inclusion means. Yeah. You know, I don't want a lawsuit. So uh, just deal with them. But it's, we're going to pass to just dealing with us. You have to accept this. And the thing is, if you don't want to accept it, then either remove yourself or don't surround yourself by people, by this way of life. Because trans people, non-binary people, gay men, gay women, all of us are him. This is not going to go anywhere. And I hate to be the barrier of good news is we've been in existence a very long time before anybody of this panel was even thought about. If you trace our lineage, if you trace our history, when it comes down to trans people, we were healers. We were people, we were people that the people of the village brought their children to heal. We were the ones that we, we, we gave confidence to the men, the warriors. 
So if you chase our lineage and our history, trans women ain't just popped up on the earth. We've been in this position. And I, and I think that when society gets back and study our lineage and our history, then we'll have a different respect. People will kind of like respect us a little more. But I think that the, the thing that we're having a struggle with is a lot of times people look at us and say, oh, that's not normal sex. Well, what is normal sex? Because <laughs> for a very long time, it was against the law to have sex with your own wife if it's not anything out of missionary. <laughs> this, this is facts. I'm not telling no, you nothing I just off the top I of know. my head. Because it, it, it sounds good. But if you had anything other than sex with your... This is straight cis people. This I'm talking about if you had sex with anything other than missionary, that was against the law. That was an abomination. So when we goes back to sex, we got to say, well, what is normal sex? Because really, if we're doing anything other than missionary, then it's abnormal. You get what I'm saying? We have the same oral sex. We used to have the same adventurous sex. And when I say adventurous sex, that means, you know, you you, you find different positions to, to, to use. And, and you use it for your enjoyment. Some of those work. Some of those don't work. But the thing that we get so, and when I say we, because I don't want to separate myself from society because I'm a productive member of society and I pay my taxes just like everybody else, we have to come to realization that not all, like, sex is sex and it's no different and let's not focus on the sex part when we're when we're when we're having the conversation but let's see are, are people getting mentally fed before they even get sex and i think uh working in, in 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 hiv prevention for such a long time i think that's where we went wrong at because we trusted a man and so now we have this thing called hiv but if we would have took the time to get intimate with the person, to know the person, then that's a part of HIV prevention. Mm. I want to know you mentally, like before I know you sexually. And that will help eliminate a lot of uh, uh, a lot of just roadblocks. But uh, we can't be timid to ask questions either. Just like I said, if we're bold enough to know the answer, we have to be bold enough to ask the question. And I can attest on behalf of 98% of trans community, we're not those girls that's going to be upset. Now, we know when a girl is being shady. <laughs> now, that's a, that's an inclination that the higher power has given us. But just general questions about us, because we have to be, we have to understand each other. Kim, I have to understand you, because guess what? At the end of the day, we're still fighting the same fight. And that's for equality for all women. So we have to get to in, in a position to where we're learning each other, mm -hmm. uh, to where we're step, And then we have to have a willing spirit and a willing energy to, to say, you know what? This shit is uncomfortable. But this shit is good, girl. Keep talking. <laughs> Preach, Kylan. Woo! And the reason why you don't have those type of conversations probably with your gay friend because you're timid or you don't want to step on anyone's toes. But even when it comes to gay men, gay men love to talk about their sex. And when you discover it and when you unpack that, you'll notice at the end of the conversation, you'll be like, damn, y'all don't have as much sex as I thought y'all do, y'all do more talking you know, and y'all do more bonding than y'all do anything. And that's right. what it's about. Well, and you make a really good point when I really think about it. The the gay men friends that I have did talk a lot about sex. <laughs> it was like they did not hold back. <laughs> it's enjoyable when, we, when you have sex with someone that now we, I'm not going to sit on here and act like. I've never had sex with a guy like I didn't regret. There were like a handful that I have like, oh my God, why did I give you my time? Oh my God, it's just ah. Mm -hmm. yep. I think that's a part of learning yourself. That's a part of learning like what can you tolerate? Uh, what can you not tolerate? What works for you? All penises ain't good penises. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you discover when I discover my, listen, I was in high school when, and my story went totally different. And that's why I'm from Alabama. And so when my grandparents and my mother took me 
to uh, get hormonal therapy. They call the sheriff department on us. Of course they call the sheriff department on us. It's Alabama. So this is unheard wow. of, you know, transitioning. You transition to what? And just like the good uh, governor say, well, when the good Lord made you a good man, you should be a man. And the good Lord made you a woman. This, should be a this is the message that they're giving in our southern regions. And so this is why having conversations like this, being on platforms, being among professional people who have the knowledge and resources, this is why this is important because they're still being bombarded with this message in our South region of the world. Mm, yeah. Like anything in the South, they're getting this message. So when I transitioned, I knew that I liked men. You know, I always knew I was a girl. I came out the womb a girl. I mean, they put me in a pink onesie. So there you have it. <laughs> so I always knew that I was a girl, but I didn't know that I liked men like that until the sex part came in. And my boyfriend was like, my senior year in high school, that was the time you had sex. That was the time you knew whether you was a big girl or not. You know, your high school, your senior prom, that was going to be your pledge tonight <laughs> to be a woman. As Better Right say, yeah, right. as a great uh, songwriter, Better Right Tonight is the night I'm going to make you a woman. <laughs> so I think when I listen to that song, it reminds me of my senior year in high school. And boy, was it horrible. And I thought that I did not. I'm like, no, I just like men because they fine. I do not like the sex part of this. And I'm being transparent and honest because that was new to me. Kaylin, can I ask you, when? how old were you when you transitioned? Uh, it was my eighth grade. I think I was like 14, 15, because I had a conversation with my mom. And my mom's like, I'm going to go to your dad now. This is too much. Really? <laughs> and so my father, I always caught, and this is a conversation that I have with my, um, this is why me and my father is so close. God rest his soul. He's my my guardian angel right now. He's sitting right here guiding me through this conversation. Uh, but my father was so accepting. And in the South, that's weird because we come from a very prominently known family in the South. We've been in the funeral home business for 56 years. 58. I'm sorry. This year marks 58. And so I have two prominently known Southern Baptist preacher uncles that is known across the world. So uh, I always questioned my father. I was like, you ever had sex with a man in college because you was just too accepting. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm wondering if we shouldn't have a part two. <laughs> you know, maybe we can get. Cause Don't I wonder. Make it happen. <laughs> but um uh i know jenny's gotta go and i really appreciate and thank you so much for being a part of this um i i definitely would like to uh um have uh, another conversation and and even dive in a little bit deeper but i i really do feel like you know before we started conversing all of us you know, I was a little uncomfortable. I wasn't really sure how to approach this. And now I feel like I could have a really great conversation with you girls and just and ask those questions and and dive in a little bit deeper. And, you know, when you when you're not experiencing what somebody else has experienced or or feeling, you know, uh, the way you guys are, felt when you were going through, you know, that change of you know, who you, who, what your identity is, who you really are. It's very difficult to put yourself in that perspective, especially when it comes to sex later on, you know, and there are questions, you know, I mean, everybody has what their imagination and what they think is going on. So this was really, really great. And um, again, I really appreciate your candidness and, and, um, you know, helping to set the record straight. Um, on just a kind of a last note, what what would you say is the one thing that you really would like people to understand about your community in terms of sexuality, if I, if you will? We are who we are. You know, there is not no misconception on how we identify and who we are and how we present ourselves. Um, as you see, is with, uh, this person that you see before you is the person that you are, you know, and that I am. I'm not changing. I'm not putting on the front. I'm not putting on the stunt anything for anybody. Um, this is my true, authentic self. And 
that's how I will need a person to perceive me moving forward. Um, if you, first off, because I just know that nobody will ever remember who that person was that started off, but the person that is presented to you now, you know that she is her and her is she. I am queen, God is Kayla. And that's what I'm presenting to you. So anything that, any question or perception that you have about me or anything that pertains to what I do, my sexuality, my sexual orientation, you should already know that commonly, oh yeah, this is a woman. And that what she does is that she looks like she's having amazing sex, which I am. She oh, looks like she's going to give you amazing <laughs> sex, which I will. And she looks like that if you have any questions that pertain to how her sexuality and what kind of sex she's having, that's something that you have to think about. But I can enlighten you, but at the same time, don't think because you heard that I'm trans that the first thing you're thinking is, oh, well, is she, does she still got a dick? Is that still what it is? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because despite if I have a dick or not, it's going to get pleasured regardless of how I'm giving it to you or not. If I want to share that with you, that's what I'm going to share. But don't let that be the, the reason that you have these questions or what not have you. I could be candid and answer the question for you. And I don't think that you should ever be afraid, but I do think that, um, you know, um, these those questions has haunted me when I have given an answer to other cisgender women's because I know that's the first thing that they think that, well, for my, for my experience, that's the first thing that I noticed that they have, done is thought like that in that mind frame of so how is it so i would just say just 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 meet me where i'm at and this is who i am so that's all i have and and what you're saying is is that in regards to that question is it doesn't matter it don't matter it don't matter because because no matter how you no matter how you want to think this is happening, you might have a, a total, it, it might be totally something different. So I would just, you know, if you have any question and you have a good girlfriend that can sit there and answer a question for you, ask the question and don't be scared. You know, I know that a lot of times it's like it's uncomfortable, but I think that if somebody's willing to share their experience with you, I think it's best to come forward, you know, because if you ask a question and then you go and ask another question to somebody else in a different way, it uh-huh. might look like you being phony or, you know, mm-hmm. when I don't want to come off looking like that. So. Right, right. Kaylin? Um, <clears throat> we're women. If I want to convey any message to society, uh, don't look at us any less than we aren't women. Uh, we just have a dip. We just share a different experience. Some of us and some of us share the same experience. It's just depending on how you look at it. Um, but don't allow our past stigma uh, to keep us from moving forward. I think that's a big issue that we have is people are relying on past ignorance instead of just hey, you know, this, it, it is what it is, as Kayla said. Mm. Um, we we want to be accepted, and I think it's, it's a bummer uh, when cis women don't kind of like include us or shine us out or put a, a, a light on us as if we different. Uh, but our petition, you know, all the women of the world, bring us in the room. Put us in the room. We're supposed to be in the room. Yeah. We want to help y'all fight so that, because we know that with you guys, re- we can rely on some good uh, allyship for us. You can, if it, and, and that's the thing that I, I, I tell all of my, my, my sis friends. Um, it ain't about uh, shining or hiding your privilege, know how to use your privilege. There are certain privileges, Kim, that you have that I don't have. And as a friend, as an ally, I expect you to include me and put me in spaces that you typically know that I just can't just walk in and be myself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Because I think that's how information, that's how valuable information 
uh, gets passed around, when you put trans women in the room, and when you put us in the room, you'll discover that we're no different. We're just women with trans experience. So I think that uh, if you just journey with me on this journey that I want to take all of America, uh, taking us from diversity uh, from, uh, to, from diversity and inclusion to diversity and acceptance, uh, because it's much needed. Yeah, no, that's very well said. Well, I'm glad that you guys are in the room with me, for sure. And I would bring you into any room. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank this you. was really great. Shelly, thank you so much for introducing us to Kayla and Kylin. Um, uh, again, I thought they were the best to be here. So good, and I love it. And I and I'm gonna I'm gonna work on another episode. See if we can't make that happen because yes, I think I think you do. Well, and uh, and to be clear and honest, I think it would be a, a great conversation to not only have. Um, you know, the black community represented, but the white community as well in this same gender, you know, I think. And trans men. And trans men, absolutely. Yeah, so maybe we dive in even a little bit deeper, but this has been great. Thank you so much. Uh, again, thank you to our sponsor, Adam and Eve. Uh, make sure you go to adamandeve.com, get that 50% off by using code word modern on almost any one item. Including the rose. Talked yeah. about the rose today. The <laughs> <laughs> you guys are killing me. Um, and you get a you get ten free gifts as well, and free shipping. And um, they've got so much great stuff, and they're a great resource. They've been around forever, and so why not? Of course they are. Again, that's adamandeve.com, code word modern. Get 50% off almost any one item in those 10 free gifts and free shipping. Thank you, ladies. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I will be in touch. Have an absolutely amazing day and really do appreciate uh, what you had to offer today.